This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On Today. We are aimed towards spiritual success with Dr. Ruth Miller, who is one of the most educated people we've ever had on the show. <laughs> Look at you. How did you find the time for all of this? <laughs> Anthropology, cybernetics, and future studies. Wow, a futurist. Your book's Making the World Go Away, Spiritual Success and Uncommon Prayer. What's at the heart of your message? Let's start there. I don't want to call you Dr. Ruth. Dr. Miller, how's that? <laughs> it, it, it's fine. I usually make a little joke out of it. You probably could speak on that to- subject as well. <laughs> <laughs> but what's at the heart of all you do? Fundamentally, I've learned that we are constantly creating our future, and we we can do that unconsciously or we can do that consciously, intentionally or unintentionally, and I've discovered that it's possible to do it intentionally and to do it in a way that... Uh, creates a world that is better for us and everyone around us. Okay. So we think that we are intentionally creating our life. Like, I would say most people think they're going about their business, like, in a direction or on a path or trying to create a future. Um, Are are we wrong? (laughs) Well, it's a mix. It's a mix. Because most of us have a surface set of ideas and goals and uh, wishes and desires, and we're not at all aware of all the other little desires and goals and ideas that we've adopted along the way that may be in conflict with the ones we think we are pursuing. And one of the things that I've learned over the years is, if you want to know what you really believe, take a look at the world you're living in. You know, is your life everything you would like it to be? If it isn't, that means there are ideas there are beliefs, there are thoughts that you are hanging on to from years past that are might be in conflict with what you think you're aiming for. Right. So take a look around, and wherever you see lack or limitation, know that's just how far your subconscious will let you go. Did I get that right? You did that beautifully, and there's more to it because... The subconscious mind then is working very hard to make what it believes you want happen. And so you're going to get mixed results from your conflicting ideas. Okay. The subconscious mind is working very hard for its agenda. Right. Okay. I'm going to tell you something, Dr. Ruth Miller, that happened to me the other day. After a very productive day, I actually took the day off from work so I could stay home and work. And I had Mm -hmm. a very productive day, and I wanted to get an envelope in the mailbox before the mail came. And I heard the mail truck pull away. And the... Right? And the voice in my head said, see, you always do everything wrong. There you go. It floored me. It floored me that it was so loud and clear, especially after I had such a productive day moving the ball of my life forward. Why is what was that little voice all about? Beautiful. That was the critical parent. Mm hmm. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. somewhere in your childhood, it might have been a parent, it might have been an aunt or an uncle or a teacher, but somewhere along the way, you adopted the idea that that could possibly be the case. And your subconscious mind said, okay, I'll make sure that's the case. I'll periodically demonstrate it to you, too. Right. So the, what we need to do is find the ways to break through, to find the, the patterns that are no longer working in our lives so we can release them. There's half a dozen methods for it. I have mine, and other people have theirs, uh, for releasing those old beliefs and beginning to come around to alignment so that our thoughts and our feelings and our body and our spirit and our soul are all in alignment with the universal processes. Then things are flowing. Then things are all, as Abraham likes to say, downstream, you know? Right, right. Um, And for people who aren't familiar with Abraham, Google Esther Hicks. We're talking to Dr. Ruth Miller, and here's what we need then. I need a committee meeting with, like, my mind, my spirit. Who else needs to come to this party? Your, your body, actually, because your body often shows you what you are actually believing. And so the body and the mind, the spirit, the soul is kind of the integration of the experiences and the emotions and all of that, using Thomas More's notion from Care of the Soul. Um, and the Greeks called it the psyche. So we want to bring all of those past emotions and experiences into alignment. And we want to bring our, you know, our spiritual self, our self that knows what's real in, in the infinite sense of real and is in constant flow with the universal processes. All of those things need to come into to alignment. In my anthropology, what I got to see was how different cultures trained people along the way. Ours is the only culture that doesn't train people how to do this. <laughs> Really, ours is the only culture that, you know, that feels right to me. I don't know about all the other cultures, but it feels right. I feel like I didn't get any training in this department. So let me ask you this. We've got all these different parts of ourselves, mind, body, spirit, uh, soul. Who should I listen to? Who has the best ideas? Beautiful, beautiful. Um, All of them, but you do have to just be aware. So, for example, if you're considering something and the body starts to react negatively to that or you're entering a space or you're meeting someone and the body starts freezing up or starts, you know, having hives or whatever it is, the body is telling you what the subconscious mind believes. Now, sometimes that mind is in alignment with your spirit and it's going... Oh, boy, this is not where I want to be. This is truly not good for me. But more often than not, it is saying, "Uh uh-oh, this doesn't fit what we learned as children. We need to fix this. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I encourage is when people are having those negative physical feelings is to start moving into questioning. When we go into the question mode, we're literally moving the brain out of that automatic fear response into the cortical thinking mode, which then gives us a measure of control in the moment. And it allows us then to begin to say, wow, I've been here before. Ooh, there's an idea here I need to release. Right. So the body 
is telling us what our subconscious mind believes. So I'm guessing key, Dr. Ruth Miller, is we need to pay attention to our bodies. That is a huge key. And if we're getting symptoms of any kind, they are telling us what we have thought was real in the past and how it is in conflict with what we are experiencing now. Okay. So what we really wanted to dive into today uh, is talking about shaking off negativity. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're at the year mark of the pandemic and we still have a few hills to climb before we're home free, if we will ever be home free again. Um, and I think a lot of us are carrying some baggage too from what we've all been through. Many people, you know, worse than others. So talk to us about shaking off the negativity when we're battered by bad news or even just battered by, you know, cranky people. <laughs> well done. Well, the thing is that that negative experience is exactly what we were just talking about. It's an indicator that there are ideas in our awareness, in our subconscious mind, that are in conflict with what we intend or desire or really know to be true for ourselves. So when those ideas are present, the world around us shows them. So the next step after the body is to look at my immediate environment. Is my immediate environment filled with love and light and joy? And if it isn't, then what are the thoughts that I'm having now that need to be released? Oh, please. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But really, yeah. I can't control what other people are thinking and saying, but I can definitely get in touch with what is inside me. And if I've learned a number of things in my own personal life and in the work I've done with others, one is that when my own inner thoughts and feelings are not in negative reactions, then the world around me looks nicer and feels better. But the other thing that happens is the people around me stop expressing that so much. And on really good days, when we're really immersed in our being in loveness, if we're living in love, you know how it is when you're in love. Everything is fabulous. And ideally, we'd all be living in that state. And again, our culture doesn't teach us how to live in that state, but many other cultures do. Okay. I just have to back up one second. (laughs) So if I'm living with a negative person or a pessimistic coworker Mm -hmm. or something like this, if I ramp up my vibe, they'll they'll be less them? (laughs) They'll be less likely to show up that way in your presence. Yes. And that was a real shock to me, too, I got to tell you. (laughs) Really? Yeah, when I discovered that it was my issues that they were reflecting back to me, that as I cleared out my decisions that the world had to be that way or that I was not good enough or whatever, I stopped hearing it from the people around me. It was amazing. Hmm. So what I, what happens in this world, it's happening on multiple levels. Not only is it not, are, are my inner experiences aligned, the world immediately around me begins to come into alignment. And then there's something called morphogenetic fields, 
which means that anyone who's resonant with me, whether I've ever met them or not, is more likely to be in alignment as well, so that they're able to think and feel and, and have this more heavenly, if you will, experience. A morphogenetic field. Now, mm-hmm. you did you just make this up? No, 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 no. Um, back in the 80s, an evolutionary biologist named Rupert Sheldrake came up with the theory of morphic resonance. And he actually took a concept that was developed 100 years ago among biologists when they were realizing that you can't explain how bodies form just on the basis of their genetics. That there seems to be a point. Like if you look at the tip of your finger, the cells that are curving over at the tip of your finger are the same cells structured exactly the same way as the ones that are just going straight. So the biologists came up with this notion that there must be some form of field that is guiding the formation of the body. And there have been photographs taken of simple life forms where you can see around the embryo the field of this adult form. Mm. So that's what was developed 100 years ago, and it's been improved over and over again. And then Sheldrake took it the next step. He saw that if you look evolutionarily, that a mutation that happens on one part of the planet will happen in similar plants very quickly in other parts of the planet. And they certainly haven't been talking. So he started looking for experiments demonstrating this. And one of the examples that people came up with is, if I'm a doctoral student working in physics or chemistry, I have to come up with something absolutely unique and innovative. So I don't tell people what I'm working on. But almost invariably, within 48 hours, three or four different students will accomplish the same thing at about in the same way. Right. I remember this, this example when somebody finally broke the four-minute mile or something like that. It was mm-hmm. considered impossible, and maybe I'd have the numbers wrong, but once one person did it, then it's like bam, 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 three other people did it all over the world. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. So what is that? What We're introducing, was the energy for that to be always there? <laughs> the potential has always been there. In, in quantum physics, we learned that everything is possible, but some things are more probable. And so the What I've done in cybernetics and as a futurist is increase the probability of that which we truly wish to be experiencing happening. Increase the probability. Tell me what what a futurist does. Uh, We look at different technologies or policies and say, if that happens in the way it's scheduled to happen, then we can expect these other things to happen. Or we look at a range of possibilities and we say, uh, these are more probable than that that set over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. A a couple of times you mentioned that we here in the United States, our culture doesn't teach, um, what would you call this? Is it, what, yeah, what, what is it that our culture doesn't teach? And how do other cultures do it? Excellent. We teach... What we don't teach is how to be aligned with how the universe really works. We don't teach how to have our soul and spirit be in full alignment with our normal thoughts and processes. 
And it's not just the United States culture, but our culture has become a global culture. But, so it's everywhere. It's in India, it's in China, it's everywhere now. But in the ancient cultures, the cultures of the Pygmies or the Pueblos or the Amazonians, they still teach it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and what should we learn today about being more in touch with our soul and spirit? Marvelous. First of all, and this is why I wrote the book Spiritual Success, we need to be thinking, we need you know, doing, feeling, acting every day in a way that is in alignment. So Spiritual Success says there are four things to do. You want to study something that is in alignment with who and what you truly are. You want to spend some time in the silence every day, which we don't encourage at all in our culture, being with those ideas. And then you want to share those ideas in some way. And then you want to serve. Because service and cooperation turn out to be the norm for how the universe works. So that's in full alignment with how how to have things be more and more wonderful. I like to use the word heavenly. heavenly. So that's one piece. The other piece is that to be aware of whenever I'm out of balance, whenever I'm out of harmony, and as we said earlier, part of that, you know, an indication of that is, is my body acting up? Another indication is, are the people around me acting up? So if I look at the role of the shaman in a traditional culture, really the only thing that the shaman is there to do is to see if, make sure everything is in harmony, is harmonious, and if it isn't, fix it. And a shaman fixes things energetically? Right. We say they do it in spirit, but intuitively they're aware, they train their intuition to be able to sense when things are getting out of harmony, and they take action at whatever level, usually every level by the time they're done, because they do the inner work, and then they do the communication with other beings, and then they do whatever kind of promotion is necessary, and sometimes they'll take physical action and encourage other people to take physical action. Study? Silence, share, and serve. By the way, there are four S's, right? Mm-hmm. And the word spiritual success has four S's. <laughs> Dr. Ruth Miller, Spiritual Success and Uncommon Prayer, is her latest book along with Making the World Go Away. And Dr. Miller has a special offer for radio listeners on her website, RuthLMillerPhD.com. RuthLMillerPhD.com. So you click on Ruth's books once you get to her website, RuthLMillerPhD.com. And then right there in blue, it says, click here for promotional deal for radio listeners. So if you want to pick up Ruth's books, Making the World Go Away and Spiritual Success, she's got a little promo thing going on for us. Oh, I think you get both books for $19.99. I may do that myself. So I asked Dr. Ruth Miller what the four S's look like in her life, and she told me that she has a bookshelf. It's books and CDs. They're all in alignment with the world she wants to create. She calls it a heavenly world where peace and harmony is the norm. She says 15 to 20 minutes, two or three times a day, she's with one of those books or CDs. Just pulling something off the shelf, spending some time with it two or three times a day. You know, I recommend this too. I'll call to my husband at night, honey, bring me a book. 
He'll say, which one? I'll say, I don't care, because everything on my bookshelf is in alignment with the world I want. Dr. Miller also said 15 to 20 minutes, two to three times a day, she spends in silence. She says she's just feeling her feelings and seeing if her feelings are in alignment with her heart's desire, right? Really, you got to check in with how you feel. And she also said at least once a day, she does one amazing thing for someone. So she has her study, her silence. She also said um, when she sits in silence that she'll sometime get an insight or she'll pick up the phone and call somebody to share, you know, what she's feeling. And then she'll find the insight. So study, service, sharing, and silence. Those are the four S's. Ruth L. Miller, Ph.D., cool lady, a futurist with degrees in anthropology, cybernetics, and future studies. I didn't even get to ask what cybernetics are. I think she's out in Oregon. Because if she was here in the Hudson Valley, I would find her and make her drink tea with me. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. In my world of service, I want to tell you that... The uh, Let It Shine Again Boutique is going well. It's open weekends, and it's successful. It's absolutely going to fund the pantry right downstairs. And here's a beautiful thing. Did I tell you this last week? I was sitting with a group of friends. We were socially distanced, but we were together. Uh, And they had a great idea for the pantry and the boutique. They said that I should give away Lisa dollars. The boutique is called Lisa, Let It Shine Again. That I should give away Lisa dollars to the people who come and shop at the pantry for free food, I should give them Lisa dollars so they can go upstairs and shop free at the boutique. Isn't that a brilliant idea? And I was so tickled by it. And then one of the uh, friends, Kathleen, reached in her pocket and handed me $100 cash to start that off. Isn't that cool? So this week at the pantry, we'll be giving away Lisa dollars so people can shop upstairs at the boutique. So this week on our Sunday at 11 Zoom call, Susan Delane is our guest, and she is a Reiki master who offers a silent tea and meditation online. I know it sounds crazy, but I have girlfriends who have done this, and they're crazy about it. Violet says it's the best. So Violet invited Susan Delane to the Sunday at 11. That's a free Zoom call, and you can get the link at Casey.co. In other news, under the Let It Shine umbrella... We have uh, the market. The market is moving to the river. We're going to be at Cortland Riverfront Park in Verplank. We're opening May 9th, Mother's Day. And I need cheese and I need honey. So if you know any cheese and honey dealers, have them call me. I need growers and farmers. Casey.co or gatheringlove.org. That's the Let It Shine website, gatheringlove.org. I'll tell you, for me, this interesting refrain that keeps coming up in the interviews I've done. Well, one working with my own life coach and another interview I did with Vincent Jenna that I may get on with you next week and here today. The theme has all been the same. Oh, somebody just texted me. Let's see what they say. It's my sister telling me that rice is on sale at Walmart and I should get them for the pantry. I will do that. Yeah, so the theme is all the same, and that is that our subconscious only allows us to go so far. Now, this theme has come up for me personally three times this week. So we need to get in touch with those thoughts, like the one that floored me just the other day when the postman drove away and I said to myself, you do always do everything wrong. That was like some ancient, old tape that just wanted to like reach out and trip me so we really need to get quiet 
and do introspection or work with a coach or find out where we are limiting ourselves. Now my mother is texting me pictures of a leprechaun sign on her door. That's lovely, Mother. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Now my niece got featured in a magazine. That's cool. She's a little actress, comedian, singer girl. All right. And the thing, too, that both the coach I've been working with and Ruth Miller just told us is that if we change our vibration, the situation changes. I have a hard time with that one. But when I've had the wherewithal to practice it, it is true. Something to think about. Okay, I thought for the day. And it's by Mignon McLaughlin, who said, Learning too soon our limitations, we never learn our powers. Learning too soon our limitations, we never learn our powers. Oh, do something to learn your powers. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.